I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back for another OG Show Live. Mr. Randall, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to, once again, the Bass Cag oh, Brother, this is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paladin. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. Happy here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. As sure as a duck's ass is watertight, you're listening to the <laughs> final cast. <laughs> Matt didn't think I, I was going to say that. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know you what you were going to say. Literally, for everyone listening out there before the show starts, like I'll start it off because I got something to say. And I was like, "What?" Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go off. And I was like, "All right." So I had no idea that was coming. I thought it was going to be completely different, but I'm here for it and I like it. So I'm about I did it. that on purpose, man. I just tried to throw you off a little bit because I was like, you I'm going to go on a did. rant because I'm, I was kind of like in a mood earlier when I was texting Matt. Yeah, dude, you've been in a mood all day, which is, I mean, it's understandable. Uh, I know exactly uh, for everyone out there, life comes in waves and most of those waves are over your head and can be very uh, frustrating. So I know right where you're coming from. hundred percent deal with it all the time. Yeah. It's whatever though. I'm good now. We're yeah. doing a show and I'm pumped. So let's what's do up, it. About it. What's, what's new? <clears throat> oh, not a whole lot. I went out today. Uh, went duck hunting. We saw a total of, I don't know. We saw like six flights of geese, but they just wouldn't decoy in. So they never got close. And then we saw maybe 10 total ducks and most of them were way far off. We only had a possible shot on two and they were high shots. So it was just a, it's, I don't know. It was a weird day. Couldn't get any ducks to come in. So hmm. it is what it is though. I got to be outside and 
see the sunrise, which is always a good thing to do when you're out there. You should have um, quacked, quacked your quacker. I was quacking my quacker a lot, and I got two of them to come in, and then uh, they seemed like they were decoying really well, but they just wouldn't commit to it. So with me, I was with five other guys, and we were just like, screw it, man. They've they've circled five times now. There's not decoying. So the last pass was the lowest. We all took shots. I hit one. It flew maybe another 400 yards away in the middle of St. Mary's Lake. Two of them landed, and only one took off. So I'm, I killed one. It's just in the middle of like gone, which sucks because it was a big old fat northern mallard. So you need your kayak, man. <clears throat> I didn't bring the boat, and I thought about it too. I was like, because where we hunt, it's all it's only maybe waist deep. Yeah, and uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to bring the boats up there because I didn't want to bring the trailer because I have both boats right now, and I didn't want to do all that. So, um. <clears throat> yeah, but I should have because I could have just pedaled out and got it. Yeah, all but it's all right. It is what it is. I was outside again. I got to see the sunrise, which something a lot of people don't get to see in day to day life. Uh, I tell you what, though, I was up at three a.m. Picked dudes up at four. Drove out there, got home. Oh, duck hunting wasn't great. Got some lunch after, and then I was looking. Whenever I go to major lakes or anything, after that gas station we did at Dale Hollow Tackle Shop, I looked at tackle shops around major lakes, and it was called the Outdoor Shop. It's by St. Oh. Mary's Lake um, up in Salina. And I walked in there. It was right next to a gas station, so I automatically knew there's going to be some fire in there. <laughs> no mega bass which is upsetting but they had literally everything z-man they had all the new chatter baits all the new finesse baits all the new heads they had everything uh and they had a ton of evergreen stuff and you already know what i'm about to say they had shower blows 105s oh man i'm gonna have to have and you a, pick me up one we're gonna have to do a, a whole episode on evergreen stuff because yeah oh. yeah so i picked up uh two shower blows the black one like you have which is like the cracked like finish or whatever and then they had a bone color so i picked up a bone two uh, colors you need right there exactly and they had both of them i got the last two which was dope um then i got uh i got i had somebody reach out to me uh and comment on they would listen to the jerkbait show and they were talking about the jackal rearranger which we did Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we talked about it. a little bit. Yeah, we mentioned it. I hadn't hadn't really fished them a whole lot. I had one or two, but I don't know where they're at. So they had those. So I bought one of those. Um, nice. And then I bought a couple. Uh, they had Joshies. So obviously I bought some Joshies. And they had the bright red Joshies. So I bought those. Huh. Yeah, I haven't seen those in a long time. And I feel like, I don't know, it's something different. Maybe I'll get lucky and get something or I'll catch a fat saw guy or something. I was going to say saw guy right there. Mm-hmm. So got some joshies and a couple other things but yeah it was an awesome little they sell boats um but yeah it's the outdoor shop um, up in go. salina about an hour and a half away but it was awesome the amount wow. of evergreen they they had they had all the six cents rods they had a ton of six cents stuff so if you like six cents they had a ton of that um every owner terminal tackle you can imagine treble baits or treble hooks shaky heads jungle flipping they had every jungle flipping size i mean it, they had a ton of stuff but they had zero shimano reels man just dials. Huh, that's weird josh, josh would be happy but that sounds like a good I, sounds like a good place for somewhere to have douglas rods 
It is. And I thought I'm actually going to call up to him and talk to him about that. Yeah. I, I've been talking to Kevin about putting him in Vance. So I might call them up and talk to him. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I thought about it. There was two guys who were working there. The owner wasn't there that day. So I didn't talk to anybody about it, but I'll, uh, I've been thinking about it because they had six cents rods, the team six cents, which pick those rods up. Not bad. They feel fine. They, I, I didn't even know I they know. made rods. They do. And they're like super, I don't like, I've never fished with them. So I'm not going to talk to their performance like at all. I'm not going to mention if I think they're bad or good because I've never fished with them at all. So I'll put that out there. Uh, they, I don't know what it was about it. It was almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, it's, they weren't, when I say glittery, they didn't have any glitter on them, but they were just yeah. bougie. They were bougie rods. Like the handles were full carbon fiber. Oh, I got the, you. The, yeah. the butts were super light, but the rod blank was heavy. So it like kind of offset the weight felt weird in my hand. Um, but I mean, they had good parabolic bend. They felt fine. So I thought about it and their price at like 170, which isn't a bad, like for a medium, medium in rod. That's, that's a decent price point. So yeah, that's not bad. maybe they're money. I thought of, I think I need to, I probably need to try to get one and see if it's good or not. But uh, yeah. So, well, there was another thing that came out today. I wanted to hit this real quick. Uh, MLF made some changes. Did you see that? I did. I saw the, the post. Um, they made some rule changes. They did. I kind of skimmed through it, but break it down. So they're not doing as many as you can catch anymore. They're doing your best five weight wise. What do you think? Yeah, they're, I'm about it. So like those tournaments that they did when it's like, you know, you catch as many as you can, you have the different phases and, you know, on day phase one, you know, whoever, you know, the top, I can't remember how many with weight gets to the phase two and then phase two, they slim it down to phase three. That's great for TV for people who might not, cause it's super fast pace, right? So you're catching yeah. 30 fish in two hours and you got 70 pounds or whatever, something stupid. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they, they've been some crazy stuff, and you're yeah. catching, you're trying to, you're not really focusing on getting your five best fish. You're just focusing on getting a fish that's a pound or more um, to count. So they, you'll see anglers there. I mean, they're making thousands of casts. So you'll see a lot more bigger fish come in on those. Uh, whenever you watch MLF, that was, you know, as many fish as you can catch, there was multiple seven plus pounders caught in the day. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. D- double digit fish, but you you have you know what ninety guys throwing a thousand to two thousand casts an hour, yeah. so it's gonna happen. Um, but as a traditional fisherman, because I came from a boat fishing boat tournaments where your best five is what you you know you got judged on. So I'm I'm a fan of it. I don't know how I kind of liked the format MLF was doing because it got people who weren't like me to watch the sport and get into the sport because they're seeing such high weights and big fish and uh, the anglers seem to be a little bit more relaxed. So they're talking about what they're doing as they're doing it. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, it'll be it's not really a, a different change. It's just going back to what is traditional. Yeah. So, yeah, I I just know uh, there's a lot of people who are upset about it just because they like that fast paced and me personally, like I, I don't watch fishing. I think watching fishing is the most boring thing on the planet, (laughs) but MLF was kind of interesting because like those guys would just pull them out one after another. I was like, all right, I can bear this. Yeah. See, that's where like on a lot of things, you and me are in opposite spectrums. Like I'll watch baseball. I know you don't 
particularly oh like watching gosh, baseball. I'd rather kill myself. Exactly. So I mean, you know, it, we're we're at opposite <laughs> spectrums, but I'll watch a Bassmaster event. You know, I I love watching them. I think it's awesome. Um, I watch like Scott Martin has a YouTube channel where he films his whole tournament days. I'll watch those. Uh, and I enjoy that, but there's yeah. n- the majority of people are like you who hate watching Bassmasters because they feel like it's slow and it is slow. It really is. Um, but the MLF style was bringing in guys like you who were like, okay, I can watch this and enjoy this. And it keeps my attention because it's, oh, Jordan Lee's caught blah 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 okay well, now we're gonna go over here now we're gonna go over here and every yeah. time they change someone's catching a fish and they're catching multiple fish like there was one uh tournament i was watching they were on kevin van dam and every cast he was throwing deep prank and he got a fish every cast for like 10 minutes that's cool man and it was just yeah, boom see, boom boom Super i think that's just face. me like living living through them because i know that never happens for me so <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well <laughs> uh, except for that one day we went on that stretch and we caught like hundred fish between three people <laughs> that's true that was a good day yeah, the, was a good uh, day. what was that the other thing i was gonna say um oh yeah like we were talking in the pound and finn group chat last week everybody's like oh movies check out this movie i'm like i've never i can't sit through a two-hour movie like it drives me nuts i don't know see that's like i'm the same way I with can't, yeah i can't watch tv shows like everyone does it bugs me like uh if a show comes out every week it's hard for me to stay into it like game of thrones for example i didn't watch that until it was like six seasons in because i could binge yeah. six seasons straight um i just lose interest like i could really like the show on sunday when it comes out and by thursday i'm like yeah i don't want to watch the show anymore i don't care anymore but with movies i'm sitting there it's two hours kind of forcing myself to watch it um and i can get into movies a little bit more but i i'm slowly becoming like that too like i don't like watching tv or movies but i'll watch fishing yeah i'll watch baseball i used to watch golf a lot uh but i don't do that anymore uh but i watch fishing i watch baseball and then i watch football that's about my tv experience and then i just binge crap on netflix because why not <laughs> football and ufc for me <laughs> yeah i never got into ufc but um teach their own Back to the MLF, though, uh, there's a lot of guys like saying they think it's going to bring more of the pros back over from Bassmaster. You're going to see a lot of bigger names, bigger hammers coming back. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's a double-edged sword, right? So there's guys like me who like that style of fishing and want to see those big names. Like, I would love to see Edwin come in and just start smoking people. And because that's that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's. Like, I don't want to say, because these guys are pros, right? So even even the lowliest pro on the tour probably knows more and can catch more fish than I can. Just how oh, yeah. it is. It's the same way as when people watch football. And I'm a Browns fan, so I can automatically tell you, I automatically feel like I can be a better football player than 90% of my team any given <laughs> Sunday. But obviously that's not the case. But when all these big hammers come back, you're going to see a lot of those guys who were doing well kind of drop back off the radar i think i honestly think this probably wasn't the best move just because it's kind of i don't know it's it's almost closing the wagons on the sport to where your big names are gonna keep you know stay in the top and all your breakout guys unless they are just crazy they're not gonna have a chance Uh, i'm just curious how jacob wheeler is gonna fare in this new format i mean i think he's gonna be all right wheeler is one of those guys who can he can he's a traditional fisherman like this this format was new 
for tournament bass fishing. So a lot of these guys can fall back on their best five and, and Wheeler, like guys like Wheeler, Polnick, mm. uh, Jordan Lee, all of them, they can fall right back in the best five fish because they fish other tournaments that yeah. are best five. So, but it's your guys who are getting into these who are like, okay, well, I'm going against Jordan Lee or Kevin Van Dam, but it's whoever catches the most fish. So if you get on a school and they're all one pound or more and you catch 40 fish, that's 40 pounds right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so everyone kind of has a chance as long as they, you know, do their due diligence and kind of find schools and stuff or yeah. just find a big and, you know, they can get big bass because big bass every hour, like they pay out for that. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm, I'm curious to see how it fares and how the fishing community takes it. Yeah, it's interesting. I just thought I'd bring it up just because I oh, yeah. n- none of the other shows will probably cover it. Maybe Jimmy might say something, but it's whatever. But with that said, man, let's just get into our topic. I'm uh, down. So we, we've done this show pretty much every year this time of the year. Um, After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. But Matt's new to it, so I want to get his perspective on it, and then I want to recap some of the stuff I use. So uh, cold water fishing, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the gear that we use. Uh, Matt is new, like I said, so he he's like new to all of it. He has all this new gear that he hasn't even tried yet, so I want to just hear like his setup from start to finish. And yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, just, just starting at the very beginning, I think, uh, just like Brad said, I'm totally new to cold water fishing. I've never been in a kayak when water temps can kill you. Um, and the big thing last year, I didn't go out because of a dry suit. I think that's your cornerstone yeah. of fishing cold. So I didn't have a dry suit. Um, cause I tried getting you to go though. 
Oh, he tried. He kept trying. He's like, you got waiters. And I was like, yeah, I have waiters. But worst case, I'm one of the guys who I'm I plan everything. And I was thinking, dude, if I fall in with waiters and I find a five foot hole and they fill up with water, I'm just going to die. Like, <laughs> I was, I was trying happen. to get you dead, man. <laughs> he just that was all stupid my stuff. of me, but I was just like. He just uh, wants all my stuff because he knows he's in the will to get all my reels and stuff. <laughs> That's only why. Uh, so over the spring and summer, uh, if for people who don't know, dry suits are ridiculously expensive. Um, expensive. Like they are, they are dumb expensive. And I've been blessed to be, have options or not options, but opportunities with companies. So I can get stuff a little bit cheaper on occasion, but it's still not cheap, right? Like I'm not rich. Um, I'm just ir- like, there's that meme. Everyone <laughs> says I'm, everybody says I'm doing really well and I have all this nice stuff and they think I'm rich. I'm not rich. I'm just irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I bought, I got a dry suit uh, and off Brad's recommendation, I got the NRS extreme SAR. Um, I, I don't know what that stands for. I know. I've never seen that. I don't either. I just know it had search and rescue that, search and rescue. Yeah. I yeah, I I would well they have a rescue suit that has like the yellow these are yellow. I don't know. Yeah. Um so you got your but, uh your Elmo, dude. We got Big Bird, Elmo, and Oscar the Grouch now. Justin has a green one. Yep, about to say I'm I'm That's the Elmo. Gang. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, gonna be yeah. the new hashtag on Facebook. I'm about it, dude. I'm so ready for it. But <laughs> the NRS dry suits, there's a lot of companies who make them, but NRS is kind of known for them. Uh, but you know, Brad just kind of explained to me, Hey, these are the things that you need. Actually, I didn't get the SAR. I got just the regular extreme because the SAR doesn't have the neoprene uh, or the, uh, gasket up here. It's a neoprene gasket instead of a oh, rubber so gasket. That's a semi-dry. Yeah, this is a semi-dry suit. Um, but it's the same concept. So Brad was telling me, you know, looking, cause he's been doing this for a minute. He's like, you gotta get a relief strap or relief uh, zipper is the first thing, which is this right there. Yep. Got to so you can let your uh, dingle wiggle out when you go pee. Exactly. You're going to have, gonna have mean, a bad time taking that thing off, man, putting it back on. I, I mean, it's like trying to, when you're in waders, trying to pull, you know, a three inch out of a six inch waiter. So, <laughs> uh, but so that was like the first thing. And I, I, as someone who does a lot of things outdoors, I look at it in the woods and on the river, the world is my toilet. So, I'm going to do it. So I don't, I'd rather make it easier on me. Um, but it's, so these dry suits, like I said, I have a rubber gasket. Mine is a complete dry suit, mostly for two reasons. One, they last a lot longer if you take care of them. And two, I'm deathly afraid of getting hypothermia. I've had it before. It really sucks. I almost died. So I'm not dealing with it again. So when he kept saying, he's like, I'll oh, get a semi dry suit. It's a, it's a, neoprene gasket it's going to be more comfortable and i was just thinking yeah until i get wet and then i'm freezing and want to die so well, the thing with the semi dry suit people like i have to clear that up a little bit people think you're going to get drenched you're not going to get drenched it's going to feel like you're sweating like if you fall I hate in, you know what i mean i hate that like i hate yeah. that feeling it's the same way like the reason i don't wear jeans like ever is because if i'm outside doing something even just walking around like a park if I do get sweaty, I hate the feeling of damp clothes on me. Yeah. So that's why, like, today, walk into our spot, because the spot's like a quarter mile away. I've got this big deer cart full with, uh, like, three dozen decoys plus a bunch of electronic movers and a bunch of weights. I think the whole cart probably weighs 100 pounds. 
and I had a sweatshirt on under like, like my waiters and I had a sweatshirt and I was like, dude, I can't, I had to take my sweatshirt off cause it was starting to get sweaty and I just hate the feeling. It just bugged. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like pins on my skin. Um, but yeah, I got the NRS extreme with the rubber gaskets. I will say getting your head through that rubber gasket is like coming out the birth canal. It is a pain <laughs> in the butt. Uh, I'm picturing it, it, the, uh, the, the scene from, uh, Ace Ventura when he comes yeah, out, when the he comes out the rhino, <laughs> that's hilarious (laughs) and it was like that when i put it on first i was like squeezing my head and my wife was in there like looking put on this massive thing and my head's like halfway out to where it's like my hair is sticking out and i was like i this is like how is this happening i'm just squeezing like looking like i'm coming out of a womb and uh but it likes to squeeze which brad told me the best thing to do is get like a volleyball or something put it in the gasket to work it out which Mine's had a volleyball in it for like a month, so it should be nice and worn in by yeah, now. Um, yeah, should be is the key word there. But uh, with the dry suits, you know, you're, there's little booties at the bottom, so your feet are covered. Um, and it's if you do fall in, Brad, you know, explained this to me when I was first talking to him. If you do fall in, it's not so you can stay in. They're not waiters. It's not going to keep you warm. It's just going to keep you dry. So if you fall in, you still have to get out. But this is like the first line and cornerstone line of defense against falling in the water. If you fall in, you're not going to just get hypothermia and die immediately. Yeah. It buys you some time. It's exactly. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think in my head. as I was talking what you talk, what you said, but it buys you time. It's a time. It just, buy, that's all it does. It's, it just lets you get out of the water so you can get, you know, warm and warm back up. Cause at the end of the day, cold water is a, I mean, it's a killer. If you, if it's cold enough and you don't have any protection, hypothermia can set in within two minutes and you can die. So it's, it's nothing to screw around with. Um, but yeah, so in this system, the only thing that would be exposed is going to be my head and my hands. Uh, so I went from doing the boundary or, uh, I'm, I was going to get different boots. I'll preference this. I don't want to get these boots. They're good boots. I just don't want them, but I'm probably going to have to end up getting, uh, the NRS boundary boots. Mm-hmm. those um, are a popular choice i mean the only bad super, thing is you got to tuck the pants into them you can't put which them is over. yeah which is what i don't want to do i'd rather yeah. have my pants be over which is why i was looking at the nrs work boot yeah. um it's the same thing back, it's not calf exactly but it's back ordered till march of next year so i oh, kind of yeah. missed the window I, would, I wasn't on top of it but again that dry suit set me back. Like I had to save to get it even at a little cheaper price. It wasn't like that much. So I, I mean, it set me back. So I wasn't buying a hundred dollar pair of boots right then and there. Um, but I've got the NRS boundary boots on the way here. Uh, I sized up and you size up. What is that? A Reese? Oh, you lucky dog. I could go for a cup right now. now. You're a man. Um, (laughs) but you got to size up because you're going to, uh, layer in just like my, the NRS dry suit. I got a two X. I probably could have got an XL and been okay. But as, as Brad knows, I hate being cold. Like I am a girl when it comes to even being chilly. Like I don't, I don't deal with it well. So I'm going to be layered up. So I got a little bit bigger dry suit so I can put tons of layers underneath. Um, and the same thing with the boot, I'm going up two sizes up for the simple fact that I'm going to have wool socks on. Yeah, um, you're not going to be hiking too- far with them on either, so it's not exactly. I'm about to say winter fishing is more mostly like you're not. We're not really doing floats, and we're not really dragging to spots that often. We're we're going to a spot, hitting it for a couple hours, and getting out. Yeah, like it's not like we're you know dredging through 
country get to it. Um, well, in one spot we do that, but it's whatever. Yeah, but that's it's still not even that far. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go with these. Sizing up also is going to help getting the dry suit into the boot because, like Brad said, these are full calf boots. So I mean, I'm going to have to stuff the dry suit down into it. But what well, a lot of people know this just because they've been told their whole life if you're cold make sure your feet are warm heat leaves the bottom of your feet the quickest and the top of your head so that's why your head needs to be warm and your feet need to be warm your whole body will be warm because you're retaining heat more um it's also a really easy way to overheat in the summer so don't do that but you hit a good point real quick uh talking about the head um there's a what is that thing called there nrs makes a, a hood yes and it, i've been wanting to buy it i just haven't gotten to it it's called the storm hood and it's a neoprene it covers your whole head except for your face and it has like a little bill for like a hat so um i think it's like five millimeter so if that's the case i mean you're going to be completely covered except for your face then you can wear a face shield over top of that probably keep your yeah that's warm. That's the storm hood right here. Like you said, it, it has, you know, the the little thing. It comes out, it's like a hat. So you, if you liked having a hat on, you're going to still have that protection there. Um, and then you could still wear a, uh, like a, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a gator over your yep. face. And they make heated, ga- or not heated gators, but thicker gators that are like wool. So I mean, you can be nice and warm, um, which is two and a half millimeter. So, but that's still two and a half millimeter is enough to protect you from decent winds. Yeah. Um, And then you can wear a toboggan over top of it too. Exactly. Like you, when it comes to winter fishing and being outdoors in the winter at all, where, when I, whether I'm deer hunting, I mean, I duck hunt in December and deer hunt December layers are important. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I'm sure you can use this dry suit for duck hunting, hunting, uh, out of a, stand or something you just got to cover up with another layer of stuff over top of it like camo yeah i mean you could for sure um i will say i have and i'm a big fan a lot of people don't like these waders but i have some banded red zone 2.0s or 1600 grams grain grains uh grams sorry 1600 grams of insulate so i mean the water i've been in 30 degree water and i don't even feel it like yeah. it's just I'm warm as warm, but I'm layered underneath. So just because I just because you have thick waders or dry suit, if you went out in the middle of winter with just a dry suit on and underwear and a t-shirt underneath, you're gonna be cold. Woo-hoo-hoo, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna be freezing. Um, so that's why you have to layer up. NRS sells some great layering uh, that you can get. I use First Light for hunting and for fishing. Um, First Light's a hunting brand. They make all their uh, underlayers are made of merino wool. So they can get wet, but they still keep you warm, huh? Uh, which is awesome, especially for deer hunting. Like there's some spots that I hunt that are swampy and I'm going through and water will splash up and I can feel it getting wet, but I still stay warm, yeah. which, you know, if you're uncomfortable, no matter what you're doing in life, if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to want to do it. So staying comfortable as, as like, that's true, man. Pr- as prissy as that sounds, if you go out and you can be the hardest man in the world and you go out and you're cold you're going to fish for an hour and be like, oh, well, you'll find an excuse not to be there. Yeah. But if I go out and I'm warm, it doesn't matter if the fish are biting or not. I, I, I'm comfortable, so I don't care. You can make that relatable to kayak fishing, too, because there's guys out there who have fished out of kayaks, like sit inside kayaks, and they hated it. 
when they mm-hmm. first started and made them not want to get into another kayak. And it ruined it. That's why, I mean, I yeah. sold kayaks for a little while and I talk to people all the time about, you know, they say, oh, what kayak should I get? And I say, A, the first thing you do is try whatever kayaks you're looking at, but make sure they're comfortable for you. Because if they're not, you're not going to want it. You're just going to hate it. Even if it paddles well, even if you can stand and it has the most stability in the world, if you're sitting down, your back hurts or your butt hurts all day, you're not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. So comfortability is a big thing that a lot of people don't take into account. They just want, you know, the best kayak in the market could come out and you get it and it's uncomfortable for you. Well, it doesn't matter how much you spend on it. You don't want to be in it because you're uncomfortable the whole time you're in it. So, yeah, I agree. Agree 100%. But for the most part, once you get used to wearing these dry suits and stuff, it's, you don't even think about it. Like the first few times I wore it, you know, I felt like I was getting choked out, but you get used to it. After that initial thing, it's just like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, for me, because it'll be the same way, I'll probably feel like I'm being choked out or I'll be a little claustrophobic, even with putting that volleyball on the neck. It's still going to feel a little tight, which is what it's supposed to do. Um, It's just getting used to it. Uh, But for me, when stuff like that, it never really bothers me a whole lot because I know it's serving a purpose. So, like, I know I'm in the dry suit. It might be uncomfortable right now, but I won't think about it too much because I know, A, I'm going to be warm, and B, if I fall in, I'm not going to die. So, like, that's going to overshadow any uncomfortable I have. Um, yeah. What, what was the price on that NRS Extreme? I, I missed it. Uh, it's nine ninety nine is regular <laughs> price. Um, they have a couple semi dry suits that are around the six hundred dollar mark. Uh, but everyone out there is listening to this. I can tell you right now, no matter what brand you look at, the cheapest you'll find a decent because you get what you pay for. The cheapest you'll find a decent dry suit no matter what company is going to be between like 450 and 600 bucks yeah they're expensive but it's an investment just like everything else you do for all the guys who complain you know about buying dry suits or something like that but they have 500 rods okay well why did you buy a 500 rod well i really wanted the best rod i can get okay you got what you paid for it's the yeah. same concept with dry suits any gear that you buy you're getting it you're paying an x amount of dollars for it but it's an investment. Dry suits aren't going to go bad. You know, they're not going to shrink on you unless you get hooked or something and rip a hole in it. That would suck. And that's, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's something, that's not something that's super common. I mean, it's not like it's going to happen every second of every day. Like you'd have to really, even if you get, cause they make patch kits. So to get a big patch kit, it does. But if, if if you've got a, if you got a giant hole in it, because let's say a treble hook got stuck in it, well, the treble hook got stuck in it, and then you decided to be like a caveman and try to rip it out with your bare hands, and you just made the hole bigger. <laughs> like, it's your own fault. Like, just take yeah. the time to get it out. You know, I So I had a pinhole in one of my foot footies last year, the year before. I can't remember. I had to Ooh. fill up the foot with water and squeeze it to see where it was coming out. It started coming out like a udder, like you're milking a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there it is. Sweet. So I put a little bit of a, some kind of sealant stuff I got. I mm-hmm. dabbed it on both sides, let it dry, and it's good ever since. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 for all the people out there who listen who dunk hunt or use waders and they wade. If you get a hole in your boot, which is super common, you just go out and you get either rubber shoe glue or a patch kit. You patch the hole and you go on with your day. It's the same concept. It's just maintaining your your tools that you're using. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't expect everything to be. I've got an Terry's. I don't know where it's at. I don't know what I just did. With I got an Terry's that's mentioned a clutch butt button right now because I used the crap out of the reel and the clutch butt fell off. Oh yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah, it's in the middle of the GMR right now, uh, which sucks because the clutch button's ninety-two dollars. Oh my for gosh! A, for a stupid button, I can still use it. It just hurts my thumb. Yeah. So it's there until I figure out. I don't know. I might like try to make one of these buttons work or something. Break something. I will say though, the the pinhole in my booty. It was that was my fault because I was wearing tennis shoes with it. Guys, don't do that. Wear a boot that doesn't allow like rocks and stuff to get in because. From the the way I got it was from getting into the kayak when we first started, and I got rocks in my shoe. Ended up like standing on them. It pu- punctured the hole in it and everything like that. So get the yeah, boots, and that's and that's the big reason why. While those boundary boots are like they don't they're not bad boots. They're super popular and they're good boots, but they're nice for that. Especially if you wanted even if you wanted to fish in the summer with it, and you do a lot like what we do when we drag over narrow stuff. Nothing's getting in your boot. Yeah, that's because nice. it's all the way up the calf. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I my uh, WTB wet shoes are the same. I wear those in the summertime too, and I don't get rocks inside those. And those are yeah. I, Six inch or eight inch? I don't know. Six inch because they're the same height as what my uh, my uh, NRS uh, wet shoes are, and I wear those in the summer. Um, I could technically wear those with waders or with the dry suit. The only negative is yes, the dry suit's going to keep me dry, but those shoes like to let a lot of water in. Yeah, because um, it's more like a neoprene outside. So while it'll so keep my yeah, it'll keep my feet dry. The dry suit, there's still going to be water right there, and it's you're going to feel the cold, which is how it is. Yeah. So those uh, the boundary boot is known for not letting as much water in. Um, so, are you planning on getting any uh, neoprene socks or anything? I've been looking at them. Um, I have been too. I've never used them. I just thought that maybe they might be good over top of a pair of wool socks. Yeah, I'm the same. I've never used them either, so I don't really know. It's kind of be like when I get, if I do get them, it'll be like that shot in the dark, and I hope they work. But I've also thought about instead of before I bought the boundary boots, was I've got muck boots, and I'll just use those because they're they're shin high. Yeah. Um, the only bad thing with those is if you get any water over them, they will fill up with water immediately. Yeah. And they just won't unfill. Like you have to take the whole boot off, dump it out, and it will stay wet. So that's why I kind of went away from that. But yeah, I think the neoprenes would be nice. The only bad thing with that is I could feel that my feet are going to get too hot because they're going to trap in any type of sweat or anything from the wool. Yeah, that that's that's the bad part. Like the worst part I have in the winter is trying to keep my feet my feet warm. And it's because you're getting in the water right off the bat, then you're sweating because I layer I have sock I have uh, hand warmers and then I have a wool sock underneath the dry suit. So my feet start sweating. Once your feet start sweating in the, in the cold weather, your feet are going to get cold. Yep. You need to look at some Merino wool socks. I know man. They're, they're breathable moisture wicking. They're moisture wicking, but they keep, like I said, it's the same thing. First light makes all their uh, uh, layers with they're breathable, but they keep you warm even when they're wet. Yeah. So, yeah, I need I, I need to figure out the foot thing, but my, my hands, I think I got that covered pretty well, but the feet, definitely. I was going to say the other thing, before the winter even starts, get you a big, huge, industrial-sized box of hand warmers. That's, yes. that's huge. Me, I have a, 
I have a giant bag of them. Hand warmers, toe warmers. I've got everything. I've got two boxes in the truck for hunting, and then I'll just use for fishing too and just stuff them where I need them. Yeah. Um, for hands, that's one thing I'm going to be. So my hands, my feet don't get cold very often, but my hands do. Like my hands are the one thing that gets cold super quick. And once my hands get cold, they start to stiffen up. And then I start yeah. getting uncomfortable and I start getting pissed off that I'm doing anything. Um, but Brad had a pair of these and he let me use them. These are the fish monkey. Uh, I love woolly. those gloves, man. And they are ridiculously warm. Like I fished for a whole day in the middle of, I think it was February when we went out. And uh, my hands really weren't that cold. My fingertips were cold, but it's because I didn't have another pair of gloves. Uh, yeah. I wasn't thinking. And yeah, I would, be. with those, I would definitely wear like another pair of like real tight, like silk gloves. You know what I mean? Underneath those. Yeah. Yeah, Which just is, something to keep it's, it warm. That, that, that's what I do. So I'll, I'll have like a thin glove on and then I'll put my hand warmer in my palm and then those gloves over top. Keep the hand warmer in your palm. So when you're holding your rod, the hand warmer is pressed up against your hand. No issues. Yeah, you'll you'll stay nice and warm. And I, I did kind of something like that. Uh, like I said, I wasn't prepared for what I was going out into. Like I was just wearing, I think I had, I had my Sims rain gear on, which that stuff is super thick. It's, it's meant to be used in inclement weather. So I was, I was fairly warm and I had a pair of sweatpants, two pairs of sweatpants on underneath. And then I had my Sims rain jacket on because the other ones were uh, bibs had my Sims jacket on a sweatshirt and then a long sleeve thermal underneath. So my body was warm and my feet surprisingly weren't that bad. Uh, but my hands were just freezing. So Brad, let me use these woolly gloves. Got a pair of those like four days after that, just ordered them. Um, cause they're awesome. The negative with these gloves, it is that woolly, like that material. If a treble hook sees it, it's just going to get stuck in it. It doesn't have to get near it. If it sees it, a jerk, a jerk bait or a crank bait, something will find it and get stuck. So if you're tying and stuff like that, you either have to be super, uh, meticulous about tying, not getting it anywhere near your gloves, or take your gloves off, tie, and then put your gloves back on. Yeah, that's the bad thing about the fish monkey gloves. I have the ones that aren't fingerless, so I got to mm -hmm. take off to tie. But once you put them back on with the hand warmers and stuff, it warms up pretty quick. Yeah, I about to say you get you, it, it warms up. It warmed up fairly quick for me. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely a fan of them. But that's that's pretty much what I've got so far, um, and obviously it's the first year I'm going to be doing this a lot. So every winter I've just, ba I've bank fished, gone out, walked around. And if I get cold, I just start walking and I warm back up. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that I'll look and I'll find and think, Oh, that'll help and change how I do stuff. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. So Brad, you've been doing this for a minute now doing your winter okay. fishing. So kind it's of go through like some of the three years, two years, which, which is a lot more, experience that a lot of people have i mean most people you say kayak and cold water and they say i'm not doing that it's stupid <laughs> so yeah. kind of go through i know we i've got a lot of my gear based off your recommendations but kind of go through the stuff that you've been using that you found success in and things like that well i went over the feet i went over the hands already and like i said i've used I've, i have the nrs extreme also which i you know being affiliated with the shop and doing all these shows, that was my payment for doing that. So I was fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, uh, underneath though, like I wear base layers. Uh, my, my mom bought me this base layer for Christmas one year. She had no idea that I needed base layers. 
she just bought it for me and it's it's meant for skiers but it's still moisture wicking you know what i mean yeah so i've been wearing that it's like a long john set type thing real tight Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, really comfortable it feels good over type over top that i'll wear another long sleeve like thermal shirt and then over top that i'll wear a crew neck uh sweatshirt and then uh for my bottoms usually i'll wear joggers and that's it i think and then i'll have i don't wear two pair of joggers i can't remember i think it's just one pair of joggers and then the socks of course and yeah usually i'm good though like i've waited in that water like 37 degree water i've waited in it it like I can feel the cold, but it's not unbearable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. So, I mean, if if it, what a lot of people don't realize, if you get to an extent to where you can do something and it doesn't feel unbearable, like you just said, it's the perfect wording for it. You can you kind of just keep doing it. Like you understand it's cold, but you're able to do it. Um, so. I have this one picture of me and Justin. We so back in like 2014 when we first no 2015, it was the winter after we got our kayaks. We were idiots, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we we both had sit-in kayaks. We would launch down at the Miamisburg Dam, go downstream, and we would catfish off the bank at this one spot. We caught catfish, dude. Every time we went out there, we caught catfish. I was just like. <laughs> and it was funny because we're sitting there using medium lights rod, medium light rods, medium rods, spinning rods, you know. And we prop them up against a stick, throw some chicken yeah. liver out there, and catch catfish. <laughs> but I, the stupid part was wearing hoodies and waders, and that's it. That's it. Jeez, you were testing the waters, man. <laughs> Which we didn't paddle far. I mean, it's like a half mile down, half mile back to the. But still, you know. You know, well, in that half mile, were you around any houses or anything? Or was it kind of going out of town? It was. It, I mean, the the bike. The so there was bike a bike path, path. Right there, but yeah, there's it's no really, houses though. All right, so if you fall in the water, half mile becomes the half mile to the funeral home. Yeah, you get it, you hypothermia can set in quick. I mean, it's yeah. it's and you don't get warm quick either. Like. Hi, there's some there's some scary stories out there um, that you can go out. Meat Eater did a great in their campfire episodes. Uh, a guy was a guide in Alaska on a caribou hunt, and he took his boat and he it was at night. He didn't have any navigation lights because he's an idiot. If you have if you go out at night in a kayak or a boat, put lights on. Don't be stupid. Well, you have and, to. Uh, Ohio. Yeah, but still, people still don't do it. Yeah, you gotta have I the mean, 360 light and the two green and red lights if you have a motor. Yeah, the Christmas lights at the front. Yeah. Um, but he didn't, and he fell in the water when he banked up or something. And oh no, he was trying to swim to the other side. Jeez. He swam to the other side. He Cranked got hypothermia, up. and he got to the other side. But he started getting delirious within ten minutes of getting to the other side. And with hypothermia, you don't feel cold anymore, and that's how you know you're about to die. Like your body is shutting down. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, it can happen quick. So definitely you uh, learn from your past experiences because that wasn't smart. <laughs> we we did a float, what was it, the end of March this year down south. It was the very first float we took you on. And the water was like 50-something degrees, 52, 53, something like that. Yeah, it but was in there. We were all, like it was warm outside, but we were all like wading in the water. I'm like, that's kind of stupid. 
<laughs> yeah, we weren't smart. And I really, I mean, I knew it too after, cause I started getting freezing, but that was also the day that I wore shorts. And you so got I, was su- I was super freezing, <laughs> but then I kept going. The sun came out and I got burnt so bad that I almost like, I wanted to die. I could barely walk. Oh man. And I knew not to wear shorts either, but I was like, well, it's like 65 degrees out. It's finally warm. I'm going to wear shorts. Yeah. I was an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember I caught a 20 that day and mm-hmm. I was, I was waiting when I caught it and I was just sitting there like, Ooh, this water's cold. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you caught a 20, Justin caught, I think a 17 or 18. I caught an 18 and a half. Like it was a good day for it. Like they were biting, but yeah. yeah, that water was freezing. Cause I went up to my, like almost to my quads. PPD. I was just getting there. If I was, if I was a little bit more well endowed, I would have been there. And, Shout out uh, the dark horse tackle. PPD. PPD. Yeah. We didn't even. Which, by the way, we didn't even mention. <laughs> Don't get mad, so, Josh. So, dark horse tackle. We're we're doing our uh, uh, sponsor segment mid show. I would so. say our mid show sponsor segment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, best bait you've never heard of, 100% made in America. Uh, if you decide to go subscribe, go to the website, use Paddle20 to save 20% off your first monthly subscription. And it is something that you, I like I say every episode, you won't regret getting it, no matter which box you get, whether it's the Dabble Pack or all the way the Champ Box like I get. You will be super pumped with the stuff you get. Quality baits, great blanks, great paint jobs. It's awesome. The code will not work with the chant box, by the way. He informed me oh. of that the other day, and I'm like, well, did not know that. <laughs> well, I mean, good to go, but still, it's the chant box. Like, I pay for that every month. Yeah. Um, while we're sponsored by the show, we'll sometimes get dabble packs or something from them. But I pay for this box every single month. I have since April of this year, and I'm not going to turn it off. The baits I'm getting are insane, and I'm a big fan of them. Um, I mean, so far from the chant box, I filled up a whole crankbait box. Same here. And, I got like four a, in one spot right now. Yeah, and in a swim bait box, like I filled up a swim bait box in the amount of time. Like you would be paying hundreds of dollars more than what I've already paid for this, and I've filled up a whole swim bait box, um, which is one of the Plano deep boxes. It's this is the second box that's getting full right now. This is box number two. I'm gonna buy me another box too. Just yeah. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. I forgot to talk. I was gonna talk to you before the show. I was like, "Yeah, dude, I have to get another crankbait box because like my boxes are full." That's um, cool though. Which that's that's where it, I want to get to by this time next year. Well, you, you think that, but I've got a bunch of baits I don't even remember I bought. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Nico Baits since we're doing the sponsorship. They are also a sponsor of the show. Some of the best super plastic baits you can ever get your hands on. Um, that you, I promise the bait will not wear out until you lose the bait itself. Uh, just as good as D man baits, uh, just as good. And they feel to me, it feels a little bit denser, they feel like a little bit higher quality bait. Um, and I can attest to this, Brad can attest to this, a couple other people that we've given the baits to to try. I mean, I've caught 40 plus fish on a bait before I lost it, and the bait still looked brand spanking new, yeah. So it's impressive. Oh, to say the least. We had them on the show a couple of weeks ago. Go back, take a look, listen. It's a long episode, but I promise you'll enjoy it. Um, Yeah, also sponsored by Nico Bates. And then uh, once we get into the holidays, keep an eye out because we'll be doing something with them. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Sweet. I didn't know that. That reminds me, we're coming up on, I think we'll have two December shows and then we'll be on break. So we're coming up quick. 
we'll have a few like six more shows left this year. So yeah, if I say time's moving, man, it's crazy to think. I was talking to a Buddy today. It's like it's crazy. It's already the end of October. Yeah, like it's it's just it flew by. I mean, it's just I felt like it was just yesterday we were at Dale Hollow or the Cincinnati Expo in the beginning of the year when we were driving Ooh, through ice. I don't know why. I just I can't wait for Expo season. I just keep I keep mm-hmm. forgetting. That's cool. Can't wait. Yeah. This year I didn't get to go to the Columbus, but this year I want to go to the Columbus Expo and the Cincinnati Expo. Wanted to go to both. So we'll get we'll we'll go to both. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not worried about it. Um but yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add? Because we kind of went uh off the oh. reservation with the sponsorship segment. It's all good. We had we had to get that done. So we did. Um, I agree. Cold water gear. Let's see. So we covered head. We covered yeah. well, we didn't cover head yet. Like you, we talked oh, about yeah, you need yeah. to keep warmth, but for what you, because you don't have the uh, storm cool. hood. So what have you been using to keep your head, ears and stuff warm? Because the ears are like, to me, if my ears get cold, it's like my hands. Like they get if that like done. pin. Yeah, it just pisses me off. I get mad. So, yeah. so um, this is random. One year I got a big, huge crate in the mail from Mountain Dew. I don't know if I ever <laughs> told you this or not. Did I? No. They messaged me on Instagram. They're like, hey, we want to send you a big outdoors crate. It was like during one of their outdoors campaigns. I'm like, sweet, here's my address. They sent me a huge crate, and I still use some of the stuff in it. I I use the silky gloves that they sent. They sent a face mask. I still wear that. They sent uh, um, a thermal long sleeve shirt. I wear that underneath the the dry suit. Yeah. and a couple other oh uh, ice ice uh, what is that ice mule uh, cooler and then oh uh, yeah the and then the, and then like a long tube it was like a cooler that held six cans a long cooler tube That's and all, it was all Brandon Mountain Dew and stuff but yeah they sent me that I thought that was cool but I use the face shield the most it's made of fleece that thing is awesome dude plus it says uh, Mountain Dew on it so of course I'm gonna wear it. Did they send you actually any Mountain Dew in the package? Oh, did they? Yeah, I think they did. I think it was like two. I hope so. Packs. Jeez, that's like that's like nine dollars. I know per pack. That. Yeah. So that's like that's that's a good deal. Like just that's worth it. I'm pretty sure I got some Mountain Dew with it. I I can't remember one hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure. Hey, if did. anybody listening to the show works for Mountain Dew, I promise no one has drank more than me. So they did. They did. It came in a separate package. I remember now. There you go. They they wrapped up twelve packs in like a big box. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Um, so I use that fleece face shield. It's like a neck gaiter kind of thing, but it's not as yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll I'll put put that over my ears, over top of the head. I'll put a toboggan on. So catch flow. I want a giveaway from them, and they sent me a toboggan that has like their logo on it. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, so I'll wear that over top. And then there's something else I was just missing. I just can't remember. That might be it, though. But, I mean, no issues there. I'm, uh, I might keep my head warm. Actually, too warm because my head is burning up. My ears are burning fire when <laughs> we get done fishing. Yeah. <laughs> it better be burning fire than freezing. Yeah. So oh, that the, is one thing. There's another toboggan I wear. I, I have like this Pittsburgh Pirates toboggan that, yeah, really so nice. Had, it's like wool lined inside. Hollow. 
Yep. Yeah, you were wearing that down there. I, that's one thing I need to invest in. I have toboggans. I've got plenty of them just from hunting and stuff. But I don't have – I had a, like a real heavy gator that was – it wasn't fleece line, but it was like – it was super thick, and it was made for cold weather. But I don't know where that went. Like, it's just gone. I'm pretty sure it's down here in my mess of crap I've got everywhere. Um, But, yeah, I don't know where that went to. Actually, did I just find it? No, that's my huck one. That would have been cool, though. Um, okay, anyway, I'm getting... Columbia light. PFG hat? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, but I need to invest in a flea skater to keep my face warm. But the bad thing with that is I I don't know. I The reason why, like, I have a ton of these gators that I use, like, in the summer and stuff. Yeah. Because skin cancer is a thing. Matt Allen showed us all that. And... Uh, hey, guys. Oh, it's so annoying. He knows so much. I can't be mad at him. Um, but I've got a ton of those, but I don't wear them. Like I'll, I'll go out with the intention to wear them. I'll wear them for 30 minutes. And I'm like, this is stupid. And I'll just, I was like, I, I said like on a float we did this year, I was wearing one. I was like, this is dumb. I'll just get cancer and die. I don't care. And I took it off because it's, it just bugs my face. So I'm going to yeah. have to like the neoprene or the rubber gasket. That's not going to bother me, but wearing a gator is going to bug the crap out of me. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure out a way. Maybe cut a hole in the nose so I can just breathe because well, that's what bugs me. You could get the ski masks; those work too. I could get a ski mask, but then, like, I don't know, people are going to see me on the river and think that I'm like going to rob them. And that's okay. It's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, the the fleece lined uh, face mask that I had from uh, uh, Mountain Dew, it gets condensation on the inside for me breathing, so it gets a little like cold when it's pressed up against my face, but other yeah, that, I don't know. It's just, I don't, it's just, I feel almost claustrophobic when I'm have one on. It's just weird. So I'm just gonna have to get over that and deal with it and move on. And yeah. Deal with it. So, yeah, well, it is what it is, but man, I don't have anything else. Uh, I will finish it with this. Whether you're going out fishing in the middle of summer when it's 95 degrees or the middle of winter when it's 32 Put your PFD on. Oh, yeah. I, just because you have a dry suit, you're not going to float. If anything, you're going to sink faster. So put a PFD on. That's no matter what we're doing, we're wearing a PFD. So don't forget that. I don't think enough people talk about it anymore. Um, so wear one. I Easy. forgot. Uh, that brings up a good point, too. So if you're, gonna, if you're wearing an inflatable, make sure you get an inflatable that's rated for cold water. Cause some of those out there, they're rated for like 45 degrees and above. You want one mm -hmm. in Ohio. You want something that's a lot rated for much cooler than that. Yeah. It, it's, and I've seen them not pop. So yeah, I don't trust those think, things, man. I don't either. Cause I've seen them not pop in the middle of summer too, or they'll pop. Like, like I had a buddy, uh, we actually had a buddy who fell in Dale hollow. John Graves did too. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I'm talking about Cam. If you're listening, Cam, I still am going to bring this up. And I know where, I, where your rods are at, and I'm going to go get them. And you can't have them back. Um, but he fell in, and his his thing didn't pop until he was back on the surface. Once he got surfaced, it popped. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. So That's crazy. I don't trust them. I'm just not a fan of them. Um, the NRS Chinook is my choice. I'm actually picking yeah. a new one up on Thursday. So. Which another point about the NRS Chinook, they're big and bulky, but they keep body body heat in, you know what I mean? Yeah. It helps keep your body yeah. warm. 
and it, during the summer they can be a little hot um but they they do they keep you super warm so it's another it's just another layering that you have on there to kind of hold on your core body temperature so yeah, yeah that's but yeah summer, i've got nothing man. else no you're i'm tired too dude i like i said i got up at three when i got home today i got home at 2 30 2 30 or 3 and i immediately went to sleep <laughs> like i went up and went to sleep stacy my wife woke me up when she got home at like 5 30 i set an alarm for 4 like 30 didn't wake up uh i must have turned it off or something but i went to sleep and woke up and i i took it was a too long of a nap because i woke up like groggy and i felt like crap i hate that and i'm just still tired and groggy so i completely understand where you're coming from because i've i've stopped myself from yawning like nine times so far <laughs> and i can't stop myself from doing it <laughs> Yeah, it's time for bed. It's, yeah. it's that time of the day. But, guys, <laughs> that's all we've got for you this week. Um, definitely, like we said in our impromptu sponsored uh, segment, check out Dark Horse Tackle. Check out Nico Bates. You won't be disappointed with either of them. Um, and fishing in the winter, if you're fishing, make sure you have the gear and stuff to keep you safe and comfortable while you're fishing on the water. Yes, sir. And... Like we mentioned before, spend the little extra money to get something good because you're only going to use it a few times every year, so it's not like you're going to wear it out quickly or anything. So that's yeah. what we got, man. Yep. Get Guys, what you pay for. Thanks for listening to the show. Be safe out there. Don't spend your money all in one place. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.